This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets. Put a binge on your friends with a Pussy Magnet. Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps. Or should I say lovely labs? I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. <laughs> Ah, can never help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if you're ready, let's flap and do this. (laughs) Oh God, is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? (laughs) Whatever, I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull up a couch. It's the Levy Lounge. Ah, shit. Far out, woman. What's got sand in your clam now? Sand in my clam! All right. Hello, my labial loves. Welcome back. We're doing a Sandy Clam episode today with one of my favorite repeat offenders, Hannah DeMoris. Um, Am I pronouncing that correctly? Great, great pronunciation. Sorry, sorry. You just say it so nice and I sound like a bogan when I'm like, DeMoris. Um, and I actually don't know what the fuck we're talking about today. Han has a topic that, you know, they've just been like sitting on for a while and saving for a Sand in My Clam episode and Hannah wanted to get my authentic reaction. So they haven't told me about what this is going to be and I'm excited to get stuck in because I'm sure I'm going to get a Sandy Clam over it as well. So what have you got for me today, Hannah? Okay, so like Freya said, I sat on this topic for a little bit too long, unfortunately. What happened was, I'll give you the gist, um, I was driving on my way to a party with my husband and I got a voice message. So I listened to it in the car, over the car's speakers, and we listened to it together. And um, immediately when I heard this voice message, I was like, fuck, I need to play this on the podcast. But I've waited too long and my voice messages have since been cleared to make space Um, So I can't play it for you, but I will describe it to you. Essentially, this voice message was a sexual threat. It sort of started off like, hey, you fucking dirty bitch. I know how you like it. I know where you live. I hope you're ready for, and it was like really graphic. It was like, I hope you're ready for, you know, like. And this is just from like a random number? like Just a random number. Like I didn't know the number. And he kind of listed like some graphic sexual acts and was like, I know, I know what, I know you like this. I know you're a dirty bitch. I know where you live. And James and I, my husband, James and I were just sitting in the car, like on the way to this party. And I was like, what the fuck? I was totally thrown off by this. Like it, it was weird because it wasn't this message that made me think it was like necessarily someone that I knew. It didn't sound like someone was actually waiting outside my house ready to murder me. 
But at the same time, I was like, someone, regardless of like, if this is someone I know or not, like it really unsettled me. And what was really interesting is like, I think that the way that I received it was really different to the way that my husband James received it. So James listened to it and was like, whoa, that's fucked up. Like, I bet that's a prank call. And it was kind of like, you know, water off a duck's back. Like he just kind of, he just kind of moved on. He was like ready to go to the party. Uh, And I was sitting there and I was like, feeling really unsettled by this. And, you know, it made me think a lot, which is what I want to kind of talk to you about today. It made me think a lot about how when you are a woman or when you look like a woman, um, sometimes you just feel really unsafe in the world. And it made me really angry because I was like, you know, I'm not someone who spends a lot of time worrying about this kind of thing. But getting this really threatening message, I think it reinforced the fact that realistically, like I am a small person, um, and if someone wanted to, they could do something to me. And that made me feel really, really uncomfortable. And it was totally not what I needed on the way to this party. Like I was dressed cool. I was feeling good. And I was just reminded of this fact, you know, like everyone knows that feeling when you know, you're like walking to your car at night and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm probably fine. But also like, I've read the news. I know what happens mm-hmm. to women who walk alone. And even though it was not, you know, like one of these experiences where my physical safety was necessarily being threatened, um, it was still that experience of like having that deep sense of like fear activated. And you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, have you ever had that where mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're like, la, 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 going along your life and something happens and your brain just like switches over and you're like, oh, I might need to escape from this situation. Well, because it's like, it's, it's even though rationally you're aware that this person doesn't actually know where you live and they're not there and you're not in any like immediate danger. Like it still hijacks your nervous system. It still sends you into fight or flight. Your brain still interprets that aggression, that sexual aggression as, you know, dangerous, you're at risk, lack of safety. Um, And it's still, you know, it tricks the brain into thinking that that's like the brain still interprets that as a very real threat, regardless of if they're physically there. So like it makes heaps of sense to me that, yeah, your whole kind of like nervous system just got hijacked when you were confronted with this like very unexpected out of the blue violence, basically like aggression and also just like, what the fuck? Like, what is what have prank calls come to? Like, I gone are the days where you have to go catch your fridge because it's like running. Like, what? Who are these people? What the fuck? Like, the totally. fact that there's even people that think that that is like a cool, fun thing to do, and they have the urge or the thought in their head—not even just the thought and the urge—they act on that and they make yeah. a phone call to a random number and say shit like that, like. What the actual fuck? So that makes me feel terrified about the general, like the the wider state of things, like the world. Like, sure, they're not right there about to attack me, but there are people that are so like, yeah, scary yeah. and like fucked up that they would do something like that and have totally. these thoughts and like voice these things and and deliberately put these like ideas 
into a stranger's head and try to make them feel unsafe or, you know, like that is just so bizarre to me that that's a thing. Yeah. 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 It was pretty much my exact thought. I was trying to understand like what the point of it was. I was like, okay, it doesn't like, it doesn't seem like a scam necessarily. It just seems like threatening random people, which I really couldn't understand. And, you know, I think part of the reason it sort of threw me off so much, and I think you'll appreciate this as well, is when you surround yourself with people who are like-minded or people who are progressive or people who are kind and like support human rights across the board, you don't receive like threatening content like that into your brain, or you don't Mm. receive like threats from people. Mm. And when I listened to that voice message, it just made me think like, okay, regardless of you know, the veracity of this threat, like realistically, the person probably doesn't know where I live. Regardless of that, though, I'm used to being in this beautiful echo chamber of safety. And, you know, I'm a a pretty confident person. Like, I don't worry for my safety. I think we're really fortunate to live in like a safe country and safe neighborhoods. And, you know, like, generally, my life is pretty safe. But it just made me kind of realize that, like, Outside of my little echo chamber where, you know, all my friends are respectful of each other, there's still actually a shit ton of people who think that it's funny or entertaining to threaten yeah. women. So that um, was like off really... That. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, because also if you think about the fact that like you are in a very like privileged kind of position, you feel pretty safe, you generally don't worry about your physical safety yeah. or whatever – Lots of people don't have that and there are a lot of people that have had actual like in-person violence and aggressions and sexual assault and, and, you know, that would be already like coming from a place of like, you know, Mm. feeling a lack of safety or like nervous system dysregulation. Imagine if they'd gotten that voicemail or imagine like someone who has had a stalker before or who has like some level of like mistrust or unsafety around a particular person in their life that's like pre-existing and then their mind is automatically going to, like if you who have, who who kind of has like a lot of safety and generally like pretty regulated. If that made you feel like, then like imagine the people that are already feeling quite vulnerable and mistrusting and and unsafe, them receiving that. Like it's so fucked. It's just another, like it's just another, yeah, it's unbelievable and it's like in the same kind of um, like realm as, you know, the kind of trolls online and the people yeah. writing these like horrific comments and like the cyber bullying and because there's like a lack of accountability, there's like, you know, so much anonymity they can and there's no fucking consequences. They can pretty much like go on a bit of a fucking power trip and just destroy people's fucking mental health and sense of safety in the world for their own like, like, you know, it's just mind-blowing. That fucking pisses me off. Yeah, it totally I'm pisses Andy. me off too. It, <laughs> good, good. I'm happy good that you are. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> I'm like very adequately Sandy. Totally. It's very on brand. Do you know something else though that I um, want to circle back to that I really relate to is like, and it's pretty binary, but look, this is just a rule of thumb. It's a fucking thing. Like your husband, James, cis, het, male, 
didn't really think that much of it. Like, yeah. and Hen, you know, James is a sensitive, like, caring, gentle person. It's not like he's um, insensitive or like totally. abrasive in any way or like inconsiderate. But he just hasn't had the experience moving through life in the world yeah. that we have. People yeah. who have female bodies and who have experienced layers upon layers upon layers of microaggressions yeah. to assault to abuse to like you know coercion yeah. like they just like men just do not have yeah. you know the majority of them don't have the same life experience and like lens yeah. through which they look at things from so like you know the difference between your reactions makes a lot of sense to me and like I would mm. often have a bit of beef with um my partners because I would be like, okay, so you don't think this is a big deal, um, but like I've picked up on this particular vibe or I've had someone come up to me on a dance floor and like really get in my personal space or like really be quite persistent and it's just like making me feel uncomfortable or unsafe or – and and men are just so willing to be like to like look the other way or to be very like oh she'll be right like it's no I'm sure you're mistaken like I'm sure it's not that big of a deal that's you're just overreacting or you're just kind of like you know making more out of it than what it really is like he seems fine he's nice like it's chill and I'm just like oh my god fucking listen to the woman in this situation I don't move through the world just willingly smiling at everyone being automatically open i i have walls up that have been erected because of a necessity because i am in this body and i've had to deflect so many fucking advances so much seedy creepy crap so much like unacceptable behavior so much boundary crossing that now i'm not as likely as you know like some of the men that I've been with, one in particular, so smiley, so warm, so friendly to everyone by default. And wouldn't it be fucking nice to be able to be like that? Love that for him. But I've tried to explain so many times, like I can't be like that because if I smile at a guy that I don't know, there's a tiny part of me that's scared he's going to take that the wrong way or that's going to he's going to turn into a fucking, he'll stalk me around the dance floor all night or he'll get the wrong idea and yeah. see that as some form of like interest or consent. And like I just never know like – you know, I, I'm almost like, I don't think like guilty until proven innocent, but there is a little bit of like a guard up just in case. And people almost have to like earn my trust, especially men, rather than me just like automatically giving it and being super open because like we don't have the fucking privilege of yeah just feeling safe enough to do that all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. rant over. <laughs> No, I absolutely agree with you. Hey, babe towns. So sorry to interrupt, but I simply had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that you've got to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in. And there you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies or discounts for offerings from guests who've been interviewed on the podcast, inspiring and thought-provoking conversations, and support from a community of labial legends. So head over to the links in the show notes and I'll hopefully see you in there. And now, back to the episode. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I've completely lost my train of thought. One of the things that stood out to me, one of the things that stood out to me so much about this is that 
you know, the world actually is an unsafe place. And even though I don't necessarily think that me receiving that voice message proves it, I think it was kind of like, it kind of reminds me of another Sand in Your Clam episode that we did together when we talked about the the um, beer, like, cozy thing with the, with the tits oh, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. The stubby holder. Just ta- mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stubby holder thing. Yeah. Beer cozy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are these things Canadian. called? Uh, <laughs> Is that one? I don't know. <laughs> um, where it's just like another sort of microaggression that reaffirms mm-hmm. your place in society as men want it to be. And it's mm-hmm. kind of reminding me of, you know, like one common thing that will happen when you like go to a psychologist and you're worried about something or you're anxious or you're stressed is you look at your life and you look for evidence for that thing and against and evidence against that thing. So if you're a man and mm-hmm. you've like, you know, never had anyone like sexually assault you or like threaten you, you hear a voice message like that and you're like, okay, well, you know, like I've never had any similar experiences. I'm sure it's just, I'm sure it's just like yeah, a prank. Just a weirdo, harmless. Yeah. You know, if you have had to, like you're describing, like put walls up because you've at times been unsafe, when you get something like that, it's not just like something that you can flick away. It's actually another piece of evidence that shows you that the world is a dangerous place. And I was really pissed Mm. when I was thinking about this because I was like, how dare this make me feel this way because I'm sure you can appreciate if you're trying to, you know, like work on yourself and, you know, you surround yourself with more progressive people, you don't walk around the world feeling unsafe, like a victim, like, and you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. You think like, yeah, like feminism and like equality and like, I'm confident and like, I know what's up. And then I was just so angry that something like that happened to me. And it made me feel like that. I was, I was just so frustrated that even though, you know, I feel like a powerful person, the reality is people can still wield their power over me and turn me into a victim. And I thought like, you know, like you were saying, this is an example of me, like I've, I've been relatively safe for my whole life. So I can only imagine how hard that would be for someone else to hear. Mm. And, you know, Mm. it made me think actually of this quote by one of my favorite authors, Margaret Atwood. And she once said that, the thing that men are most afraid of is that women will laugh at them. And then the Mm. thing that women are most afraid of is that men will kill them. And when this all went down, it was kind of like really just drove that quote home of like, here's this joke that's like funny for this guy or like his two loser friends. And for me, I'm like, oh, cool, I might die. And even though that's like a very small thought in the back of my head behind, you know, me thinking about the party, there's this little tiny voice in my head that's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you actually might be unsafe in the world. And um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's fucked. And that's it. (laughs) That's fucking fucked. Fucked, fucked, fucked. (laughs) Yeah. And like also if you wanted to like extrapolate, like obviously in the scheme of things, this wasn't enormous for you in that moment. But it could have been, and like for yeah. the wrong, like the, the the wrong person at the wrong time, like yep. you know, hearing hearing these things, like say if we're if we're feeling unsafe, we're feeling threatened, we're feeling like potentially a victim. There's research to show that that makes our entire like body language, the vibes we're putting off, the way that we walk that makes us a magnet to predators who are looking for vulnerable people. So if you've been sexually abused, if you've been assaulted, if you feel unsafe, you unfortunately, it's, it's more likely that you're going to 
be uh, predated on by someone who has managed to like pick up on that and single you out like it's I'm not saying yeah it's very tricky to make this not sound like I'm fucking victim blaming but if you've already been a victim it's more likely that you'll be a victim again because you you just move differently you hold yourself differently you're you're expecting it a little bit more you're kind of um you know you're just a bit more vulnerable and for these like really fucked up people that are like predators and that you know, are looking for victims, they will choose the people that they can sense and see are more vulnerable. Yeah. And they're more likely to be successful with like attacking. So if someone gets a voicemail like that or that and maybe that day they've even had like a few other little microaggressions or like little bits of evidence, like you were saying, that they've been collecting that just reinforce that that kind of um you know, belief that the word is not a safe place and people are out to get them and and they're at risk, then like it is literally putting them more at risk because Mm. they're going to be like, you know, coming from a really dysregulated nervous system in a place of unsafety, which makes them more vulnerable to attack. So it's like, it's not harmless. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely not harmless. And there are plenty of people that I know who I think would have responded really differently to this. You know, I'm thinking even me, realistically, even me, at nighttime, when I'm in the house alone, like I often mm-hmm. feel unsettled. And I think if I would have received it under different circumstances, it really would have thrown me mm-hmm. off. But that's me. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, at nighttime in the house alone, I know a few people who have unfortunately been sexually assaulted. And I think receiving something like that would be enough so that you would you would have to leave. You would have to, you know, go to your friend's house, go to your mom's house, because the the reality is these aren't just sort of like empty threats or harmless prank calls. They are symptoms of rape culture, unfortunately, which is a very, you know, like overused buzzword, I think, but it's true. It's not just this thing that you can ignore. It's, it's kind of, you know, hinting at this massive underlying problem in society. Um, Yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a symptom of something like so much more sinister and like insidious and that is kind of surrounding us and it's pretty unpredictable and 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 we've always just got to be a little bit aware like a bit on guard and a bit wary especially as people in female bodies and so yeah when you're getting like little like I don't watch scary movies or true crime stuff because I know that that like puts these ideas in my head and it makes me a little bit more like jumpy and on edge and then I'm starting to like feel a little you know I I will change my behavior and I'll start getting fucked up by that and they'll put me more at risk so I just like don't let myself consume that sort of media Mm -hmm. and so like you know when someone doesn't even give you a choice and they just like leave a voicemail like that or they leave a comment or like they somehow access you and drop that little nugget of toxicity and like threatening kind of you know aggression like that that's just that's just polluting your brain yeah and dysregulating your nervous system and you have zero fucking say in that that's just like out of your control like non-consensual like you know it's just so fucked yeah 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 totally and our nervous systems aren't designed for that like our nervous systems are designed to process real threats so regardless of you know if you receive a threat that's real or not, it's still threatening and it's still going to, it's still going to impact you. And, you know, this is coming from me, like I've said many times, someone who really, you know, I don't struggle with this particular problem. So I can only imagine how some of the other people that received this message felt. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, like I've got clients who talk to me about their kind of sexual history and and the relationships they've had or whatever, you know, contact they've had with with men. And like some of them have literally not a single positive or safe experience in in their entire sexual history. Like every experience has either been coercive or abusive or non-consensual or even if it is like, you know, outwardly consensual. Um, it's really like disempowering and disrespectful and doesn't feel safe and isn't pleasurable. And so they've only got really negative and unsafe and disempowering experiences of, of men in their, in their kind of arsenal. So then, you know, receiving something like this is just like more fuel to that fire. Like it's, yeah. Um, exactly. And I, I, I feel like, go ahead. sorry, you go. What you you're go. saying just really highlights that this message doesn't come out of nowhere. It's like one piece of the puzzle of your entire life Mm -hmm. of being told that you're unsafe and that you're worthless Mm -hmm. or that you're an object. And so I feel like that's why, again, like with lots of these stand in my clan topics, we can't ignore it because it's not just one thing that I'm overreacting to. It's one thing that's kind of like the canary in the coal mine being like, there's a serious problem in society, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like we, when we won't even get into like the side of it of like, you know, what's creating these sorts of men and how has this kind of, how has the patriarchy and the systems created people like this, like won't even go there, but it's just, yeah, it's all very sad and quite scary. Um, and I don't really want to end on that, but like maybe if people feel like writing to us and like sharing a story to kind of like diffuse a bit of the charge that it holds for you, like if you feel like getting in touch and just being like, this thing happened to me and this is how it made me feel or mm. you just want to be heard or acknowledge, like we're super open to that. Unfortunately, we don't have like a fucking solution for this, but we just wanted <laughs> to talk about, you know, like, yeah, yeah, what what like what goes on you know and also validate validate people's reactions to that because like you don't have to be like brushing it off and being like oh that's harmless or it's chill or like oh what a weird thing like and and beating yourself up if you feel a little bit like ah about it because like it would be so understandable because you know yeah our Mm. brain does interpret these things as real threats um so yeah cool i guess is that a wrap yeah yeah (laughs) grim it's a grim one (laughs) (laughs) thanks for sharing though hannah that's all right oh all right well yeah see you next week everyone lots of love and that's it darling hearts thank you for stopping by the labia lounge your bum groove in the couch will be right where you left it just waiting for you to sink back in for some more double l action next time and in the meantime if you'd be a dear and subscribe share this episode or leave a review on itunes then you can pat yourself on the snatch because that my dear is a downright act of sex positive feminist activism And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.
again. If you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to mention that you can buy some really dope merch from the website and get yourself a labia lounge tote, tea, togs. Yep, you heard that right. I even have labia lounge bathers or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back. So uh, if fashion isn't your passion, though, you can donate to my Buy Me A Coffee donation page, which is actually called Buy Me A Soy Chai Latte, because I'll be the first to admit, I'm a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that. And yes, that is my coffee order. (laughs) You can do a once-off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. And I also have a Sunroom profile over on the Sunroom app, as I've mentioned, And I also offer one-on-one coaching and online courses that'll help you level up your sex life and relationship with yourself and others in a really big way. So every bit helps because it ain't cheap to put out a sweet podcast uh, into the world every week out of my own pocket. So I will be undyingly grateful if you support me and my biz financially in any of these ways. And if you like, I'll even give you a mental BJ with my mind from the lounge itself. Saucy. Um, I'll pop the links in the show notes. Thank you. Later.